0: Jess, welcome to Jess for 30. New podcast, starting at Brighton High School, the Bulldogs, and got a good friend of mine here with me today, a great friend, actually. We've known each other for 30 years, and he says he's only 30, but he's, uh, you can see, way older than that. But welcome, Jeff Menack.
1: Thanks for having me, Ron. Sure. Excited for your podcast to begin. Thank you. Appreciate
0: that. What we're going to do uh, with with Jeff is um, right away get to, um, he has the uh, Coach Menick, Varsity Club Foundation. We just did the golf outing last week. And uh, I think Jeff would like to tell us how it began
1: and uh, Where are you heading with it? Well, I had an idea years ago. I used to coach a semi-pro football team, and I was a head coach of the Flint Falcons up in Flint, Michigan. And uh, I had a running back who was a really good athlete. We were playing the number one ranked team in the nation, defending national champions at Atwood Stadium in Flint. This young man had a great game, rushed for like 160 yards, and we knocked off the number one ranked team in the country. Uh, 21 to 7. After the game we're talking and I asked him, his name was Dwight, I said, Dwight, why didn't you go to college? He w- he had Division 1 written all over him. He was like 6 foot, 200 pounds, uh, like a 4 forty, lightning fast, one of the best athletes on the field. and He goes, Coach, I never went past the 10th grade. So uh, most of these guys were inner city guys and uh, I did a little research and the uh, graduation rate for inner city males back then was under 20%. And uh, so I wanted to start uh, a program for inner city males. And I looked around and I went to different uh, charity organizations. One uh, was called the United Way. Uh, a buddy of mine worked at, uh, he was uh, like uh, vice president of American Greetings. And he said, they give United Way $3 million a year. So I went to United Way and they laughed in my face and said, nobody would give you money for that. So uh, I decided to take things in my own hands and I have to start small and grow from there. But uh, we're having golf outings. This, This was our fifth year, it was our biggest year. Uh, having golf outings and raising money and we're starting out helping underprivileged kids around Livingston County that can't afford to play sports. So uh, We go out we raise the money and we sponsor these kids in different youth organizations and uh, Give them money. And we like to say with our foundation We help make kids dreams come true, and we're really excited about it.
0: Well, Jeff uh Part of it this year, I know uh, you've got Heartland involved. Generally, it's Brighton, Howell, Heartland. And there were some kids that needed to go to the Field of Dreams tournament in uh, Cooperstown, where the Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame. And I can speak to that because my son and his Howell Hurricanes played there. So we spent the week out there. and. Uh, you did uh, raise money
1: for two kids and their families? Uh, two kids and their parents to make sure there's enough money for those kids to play and, and enough money for their parents to travel and, and be in Cooperstown to watch them play. Because I, I was very fortunate. I grew up in a, in a family with four boys that were all athletes. My dad never missed a game. I mean, it's a very important. When I was coaching here at Brighton High School, every year come parents' night, I would have to walk with a kid uh, that his parents couldn't make the game. And and uh, that's important to kids to see their parents at the game. You know, when they have a great game, they want to be able to talk to them after the game about it. Sure. You grew up in Howell on a farm? I grew up in Howell on a farm on Clyde Road. And uh, then I moved, we moved, our family moved from there two miles down the road to the corner of Clyde and Argentine Road. And uh, we were in that we were in the hay business. We used to my dad used to buy and sell hay all over the United States. And uh, the
0: friends from Howell I I've always been kind of a little bit jealous of the friendships although we have a lot of friends from St. Joe's and Howell. My wife taught there. My three kids went to school there when Father Rarig was there and it was really a solid place. But Jeff has these friends that they've known for 30, 40 years that are, are fit, uh, for their whole lives, actually. And uh, we, we kind of went from Brighton sports playing for, you know, out here, this field. It, it's amazing because I think of two people when I think of this field. Um, Drew Henson and Cullen Finnerty. Cullen Finerty was like the next Brett Favre. He won three national championships at Grand Valley as a quarterback. He was tough. He played quarterback like a linebacker. And uh, what a great kid. Jeff coached him a little bit. He could speak to it a, a little more
1: about that. Cullen was uh, just an outstanding athlete, great leader. Uh, he was never afraid to call out his friends of, if they made a mistake on the field, and and that's why he was so successful. Uh, you know, he was as a quarterback coach. I used to say, "Leave your friends in the locker room, because when you get out in the field, you got to be a leader." And uh, and Cullen was exactly that. And he led by example. He was tough, and uh, he wasn't afraid to take a hit. And that's why he ended up being so great in college football, and then signing with the Baltimore Ravens. So Jeff, your
0: dreams and aspirations. This today was a dream of mine. And today it came true. A lot of times you uh, have dreams. I dreamed when I was 10, 11, 12 to make pizzas. And I, I remember doing that. And I remember playing baseball for my dad and winning championships. And that get in front of the mirror. January, February in Redford Township, going through the motion in the mirror practicing and people wonder well how do you get good because you care and i've had so many dreams come true in my life with my wife going to high school together and i was a gunsmith for her father we nickel-plated guns for detroit cops was a dental technician for seven years sales and uh at 60, uh, mid 60s, we'll call it. You you, you still need dreams and you need to go for those dreams and this is going for the dream. I, I read a book two years ago and called Rob about six months ago, wasn't it, Rob? And I called him on the phone and said, uh, you know, I wanna do this really, but let it go. And now it, it happened and appreciate
1: you coming on, Jeff. I appreciate being here you know dreams dreams are only dreams if you don't go after them Mm -hmm. and a dream that you chase is turns into a vision and when you have great vision you can make those dreams come true
0: oh yeah my son has a little little saying and it's it's a little saying but it's dad he'd always say dad get her done get her done and that, that's what we did.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, you had Time Out Barn Grill.
1: Yep. And there was some teamwork involved. I, uh, I own Time Out Barn Grill, which is where the Block Brewing Company is in Howell for 10 years. And when I, uh, when I bought Time Out, uh, I took it over on a Friday night. Uh, we closed on a Friday afternoon. I walked in, one of the busiest nights of the week, and uh we were super busy and i asked a girl to help another girl out in her section she goes no i'm not helping her out and she goes the old owner used to ask us to help out too and i said well you know what he doesn't own this place anymore i do and i said uh you know you're gonna help her out and she's gonna help you out when you're busy so uh i called a mandatory meeting that sunday morning and I was bound and determined to run that place like a football team. And uh, football teams are only successful when they become exactly that, a team. And so, uh, so I told those girls, when I sat them down in that meeting, I stood in front of them and said, we're gonna, learn, we're gonna learn to work together, we're gonna learn to help each other out, and we're gonna learn to like each other. And those of you that don't think you can work that way, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out, because you ain't gonna be here long anyway. And uh, sure enough, they all came together. We had to weed a few out and fill in the the cracks. But we ended up getting a great staff together that stayed for many years. I had girls work for me for all 10 years. Nice. And that's unheard of. But uh, they would all start asking each other, hey, you want to go to the beach tomorrow when we were closed on Sunday? And pretty soon they all started hanging out together. And that's when we know we got them because they got one thing in common, and that's work, and they're talking about work. Nice when they're when they're uh, together. So uh, that was exciting for us.
0: Timeout wasn't quite Gaines Bar. You got to admit, Gaines is special. Remember our time up there? I remember having some nice shorts on, patterned shorts, and you and I went in there. Yeah. What happened
1: there? Uh, I, I brought Ron out to uh, Gaines Bar. Pretty funny. And uh, Gaines Bar is way out in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of farm country. So I walked in the door and I told the bartender, I go, this city slicker's never been this far out in the country. So uh so the guy serves us a burger and uh he asked me if I wanted wanted anything else, and then he goes, hey city slicker, do you want anything else? And uh we got a big kick out of that. Yeah, it was. But pretty Gaines funny. Gaines Bar is uh As a matter of fact, I believe it was the Detroit Free Press had him ranked as the seventh-best burger in the state of Michigan. This
0: is a little serious now, and uh, Jeff gave me permission to bring this up, so you'll want to hear this. Uh, It was Howe High School, uh, early 1970s, and Jeff was a junior in high school, and Ended up ultimately having a message for a lot of high school kids, uh, freshmen to seniors, that could learn from
1: tragedy. I was uh, I was the only survivor of a terrible accident in 1978, uh, coming off my junior year in baseball. Uh, I, was, uh, I played a level above all the way through high school in football and baseball. So a lot of my friends were a year older than me, uh, graduating a year ahead of me. So I was going to a lot of graduation parties, and, uh, and a couple of my friends that had just graduated. Uh, we ended up getting in a terrible car accident on D-19 and Coon Lake Road, and uh, those two guys lost their lives in that accident and I lived Uh, for a long time I felt like I got the short end of the stick and uh, it was not a not a great time in my life Uh, but I uh, I decided uh, to turn my life around from that point adversity adversity everybody Everybody has adversity in their life one way or another it's how you respond to adversity that defines who you are and uh, if you def- If you uh, respond in a positive way, uh, it builds your character and that 's what i 've tried to do for the last forty years forty some years here
0: i know I know every day that 's something you think about and we've we've talked a lot about it now um there was a guy in, uh, in uh, Howell, Michigan that when I was 13, we played Babe Ruth baseball. And baseball then, uh, when we played, uh, we had fi- five 15s, five 14, five 13 year olds. And uh, you had to go out and try out. We were on sky floors, Babe Ruth baseball. And they had uh, Detroit baseball, Jeff's brother played down there. Uh, a really, really super close friend of ours, uh, both of ours, Jim Murray, the Hall varsity coach, baseball for years. Played for Jim Leland in Iowa. And um, just a great guy. But I was 13 batting against him and those 13, 14, 15-year-old teams, when I was 13, the way it was, we had 50 13-year-olds try out for those five spots. So it was an honor to make that team. Another dream. My brother played for Sky Flores. But uh, anything on Jim
1: Murray, uh, Jeff? Uh, Jim's just a great guy. Love, love hearing his stories about Jim Leland and and playing in the minors. And he'd say, and, you know, you know, Jeff. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, And and his catcher, just happened to his catcher from the minors. Uh, was in our golf outing just last week and he got a hole in one in our golf outing. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's cool Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome.
0: Yeah, we've shared some pretty good We've shared a few stories with Jim Murray that we'd probably
1: just not talk about right. Yeah. Well, Jim Murray's One thing that's not fair about Jim Murray is he's got two college football teams. He roots for Notre Dame and Michigan State and uh, so he he hates michigan and we both love michigan so we we banter a little bit about about that well kind of a lot what about your trucking business jeff runs uh trucking now uh my wife and i we we uh back back about uh 10 years ago i was coaching football at concordia university and i uh i decided to, to give up give up on coaching football my wife quit her job We sold our house and we bought a custom semi. Our truck has a bathroom, a shower, a little kitchen. It's like a motor home. And we haul jet engines for the airlines all over the country. And uh, so we're only home, uh, we're only home here in Michigan once a year in uh, August. We take the month of August off and we come home, do our golf outing for our foundation. And and, uh, it's actually harder work coming home than it is working but we enjoy it yeah
0: well Jeff and I really share a love of two people right now and we grew up we both grew up in the you know the 10-year war Michigan Ohio State and my my son called me last year he said dad where are we watching the Michigan Ohio State game I said well in the garage with the heater the refrigerator big screen we're watching Ohio State Michigan we're gonna watch Michigan kill them and he goes not this year he says I've got two tickets so we went down and saw it together and so Bo Schembechler, Jim
1: Harbaugh. Yeah Bo was like my biggest like I, I loved Bo Schembechler he was my biggest idol I I modeled my coaching style after Bo Schembechler discipline hard work uh, just always always driving to be the best so back to the foundation Jeff
0: what do you uh, wh- how, how do you want to continue
1: that what's your thoughts as far as the future well the future of the foundation is uh, I'm I'm a big thinker and I, I never you know I'm never satisfied and uh, so so I've always looked at things like a satisfied, Satisfied person or satisfied coach, you're not looking at a winner. Mm-hmm. You gotta be. You gotta be always striving to be better. So we're we're concentrating on Livingston County right now. Uh, in two years, we're gonna put on a golf outing on the west side of the state, spread our foundation that way, and eventually, I want to be nationwide. Uh, I want to be the biggest uh, youth foundation that's going to help youth. Uh, athletics in the country mm-hmm. eventually and we, we're growing leaps and bounds now I mean we uh, we just took in the most money we've ever taken in in our uh, in our golf outing and in, uh, in our in our 10 event this past weekend and and people are seeing where our money's going we donated uh, ninety seven hundred dollars last Friday uh, to different organizations around the county in different kids and so uh, people see that in person and they want to be a part of it and you had uh, the bands playing Saturday night yeah, we, we had a Miranda and the M80s playing Saturday night at the Howell Eagles Club. Howell Eagles is a big supporter of our, supporter of ours. They donated themselves over $5,100 to that? my foundation and you can donate uh, by going online to varsityclubfoundation.org and donate any time.
0: Yeah, I remember those times. Uh, we talk about when Jeff and I met, uh, I think the Panda cooks had a party, uh, people from the some friends. We were all involved in the sports with our kids. And my son, Jeremy, he cut his teeth. He played football for Brighton. It was Tim Finerty. We talked about Cullen, but his dad was a legend here. Great guy. I see him. I I see him all the time running around town here. And uh, he was the commissioner of the football field. And he surrounded himself with really, really good people. Uh, One of them was Tim Lee. And, uh, you know, uh, Tim called me. I could have been three or four years ago. And he said, hey, Ron, uh, you know, you you you're around here, you know, people in Brighton, Howell, Hartland and some different folks that could help me. He said, I want to. I w- can you help me get Cullen inducted in the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame? And I said, I'll do anything. Sure. And I, I made a lot of phone calls with and talked to some radio and some sports people. And it wasn't because of that but he and he, Cullen did get invited and in, inducted in the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame with people like TJ Duckett, BJ Armstrong, those NFL big-time college players and uh, it was really special to be there with a guy like Tim Finity. Nobody works harder in, in youth sports than that commissioner. He not only was a commissioner responsible for all three levels, but he also coached the varsity. So as the kids got to the best they could be by eighth grade, and he had some awesome kids like uh, the Lawrence boys, Uh, you know him, Jeff, you know who he had come to, you coached some of them. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable athletes, that
1: was fun. Yep, great kids. You know, uh, uh, Chris Elsie, uh, I mean, the Lawrence boys, uh, the Finnerty boys, there's too many to name. Tim Church was a great player. You saw the Powells today. Powell's had three varsity boys at one time. here. Uh, Joe, Adam, and uh, John Powell were great players and just great kids. All of them were great kids. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're just too many to name, but uh, I, had, I had a great experience here at Brighton, and uh, I, I just uh, have nothing but great respect for the Brighton Bulldog football program.
0: Well, they, uh, they've been great for a long time, and I talked to Coach Lemon out here, he might stop in later, but he's uh, getting ready for Celine on Friday night, and you look at this facility it was uh, when my son was a freshman and sophomore going through Heartland High School and Little League playing here, it was um it was a mud ball. You look out there what these kids get to play on today, we would have killed the play out there.
1: Yeah. This, you know, I mean, This is quite a play style.
0: It, it's pretty special. Yeah. How'd you get into coaching high school, high
1: school football? It was a dream, right? It was it was a dream of mine, but I got I got started when I was 19 years old. My oldest nephew was uh, playing youth football in the first in the littlest group, like the freshman group, in football. And uh, so my brother, my oldest brother, I'm the youngest of six. And my oldest brother's I think 11 years older than me. He uh, he asked me, he goes, Hey, would you want to coach this team? I haven't coach I haven't been around football in a long time. And I said, Yeah, yeah, I'll coach them. So I go out there not knowing really what i'm doing but i went out there and i realized i knew more about football than i thought i did mm-hmm. and uh you know when i was a player i knew what everybody had to do on the field and so uh so i just kind of ran into coaching so it, it turned out to be good and we we won every game we, we were undefeated our first year i ended up coaching junior football for six years and lost seven games in six years so, as uh, as every junior football coach wants to do, they want to step up to the to the high school level. Well, that's not an easy step, especially when you're not you don't have any college education behind you. Uh, you know, for me, I had personal circumstances that didn't allow me to to go to college, and uh, so so I decided, kind of like my foundation, some of my. Some of my former uh, youth football players asked me about starting a semi-pro football team. Mm. So I started my own semi-pro football team right here in Livingston County called the Livingston County All-Stars.
0: Well, there are a lot of high school coaches today. And I noticed with our kids playing, a lot of these coaches, they're, they're, they're good intention, their heart's in the right place. But we saw some at Heartland where uh they they kind of lost the team and they they were they were they were they would be a good defensive coordinator, a good offensive coordinator, but you like you and I talked, some of them aren't leaders and can't lead a whole group, but leading an army is different than leading a platoon, you know, and and that's what happened at at Hartland, Heartland. And uh what happened was the coach was fired, the head coach was fired and then two days later he's back as the head coach. Not because he was a good coach, not because he was helping these kids and doing a great job, he was back because he was a teacher. And nothing against teacher. Hey, my wife retired as a Catholic school teacher. She was a principal in Ann Arbor. Uh, However, that, that's a little strange and, and I think you were probably held back a little in your coaching because teachers, where they gave a guy who didn't have the passion Jeff had to coach and love the game like I love baseball you know I coach Connie Mack baseball and played Babe Ruth and all through my whole time in high school and a little after but um with some great players, you know. But uh,
1: what about you, Jeff? Well, I had a, my first year coaching semi-pro football. We had an expansion team out of Livingston County. We had two college college or players that had college experience, actually three. Uh, one of them was a receiver from Albion College, one was a free safety from Albion College, and one was a place kicker from the University of Michigan named J.D. Carlson. And uh, we went six and four in our first year, missed the playoffs by losing our last game 17 to 14. And uh, we made the playoffs every year after that. But it costs a lot of money to run these semi-pro teams. I was raising over $20,000 a year just to keep the team afloat. So for me, I, I got tired of raising all that money. Well, when I folded the team, the Livingston County All-Stars folded, all of a sudden my phone started ringing. I got an offer from the Detroit Seminoles football team, which is one of the best semi-pro teams in the country. I got an offer from Flint Falcons semi-pro team, which was one of the top teams in the country. And uh, I got an offer from Brighton High School and Howell High School. Nice. And I ended up going to Howell as a uh, running back and quarterback coach. I took the job in Flint because we played in the summertime, and I I coached in the summer and then in the fall, and uh, that's how I got into high school. I had to prove that that I knew enough about football, but back to your point about these guys being leaders, football, in my opinion, the X's and O's are all the same. And in high school football, everybody gets the same size glass. And whoever can get the most out of it wins. And knowing how to push your players' buttons and knowing how to motivate them and get them to drive forward and be as good as they can be and making that average guy think he's that much above average and making them believe in themselves and being confident, that's what coaching is all about. Sure. And uh, I was fortunate to get here at Brighton in 2000 and coach the – best high school team I've ever been around with Cullen Finnerty. Uh We had the Trent brothers at wide receiver. We had uh, Brett Schurig, Scott Schurig. Um, Lawrence. Uh, we had uh, Brett Stewart. Mike Lawrence. Uh, Mike Lawrence. We had some great athletes. Ben Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Cameron's probably the fastest kid I ever coached. I mean, he was just unbelievable. But, uh, but yeah, we had and then in 05, we went to the state semifinals and lost in triple overtime to the same team that beat us in week one, 42 to six, Rockford.
0: Well, you had a great story about uh, Bill Murray, who was a, pretty much a legendary coach here. Over 20 years, I think. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you, were, you found your schedule. You couldn't, you couldn't uh, find the time. You were working too much. and. You can't went and told him
1: you couldn't, you didn't have time yeah. in the schedule to be full time with the team. Yeah, I went to Bill, uh, I'd been with Bill for quite a few years at the time. And uh, I said to Bill, I said, my job was demanding too much time. And I said, Bill, I'm gonna have to take the year off. I'm just not gonna be able to be here. And he goes, well, just be here when you can. And I said, no, I said, I can't, I can't do that. I would feel like I'm stepping on coach's toes or, or whatever. And, And Bill said, uh, can you be here on Friday night with us? And I said, uh, I'll see what I can do. And Bill said this to me. Bill said, Jeff, if you're here on Friday nights, we'll be a better football team for it. And when he said that to me, I said, I'll make sure I'm here on Friday night. And that was one of the greatest years because uh, I was like an armchair quarterback on the sideline with headsets on and I didn't have the pressure of really watching my players. I was just watching the game and how the game flowed and, and adding what I could add. And every once in a while there would be a heated moment in the game and I would say, hey, it'd be a good time for a timeout right here. And Bill would say, great point and timeout we'd call. And uh, and it's, it's just, when you, when you don't have the pressure, it's much easier to think. Well,
0: Jeff's major heat he ever felt on this field other than uh, when Hartland came over and beat him a bunch of times was...
1: <laughs> uh, we were over there when Hartland beat us at one time. Oh, what happened? Uh, some kid n- with number six on his back came in and scored a touchdown. What was his name? Uh, I can't remember What name. was his name? I don't know his name. Yes, you do. Oh, his what name was, was Jeremy, s- Joss. Jeremy, his Jeremy Joss. Jeremy what? Jeremy Joss, his Oh, yeah, son. yeah, yeah. I forgot
0: about that. I forgot about that story. But Jeff, <laughs> let me tell you about Jeff the most heat he ever felt on this field i guarantee you it wasn't coaching varsity football or any of that any you know x's and o's and he loved that he loved motivating i did i love when i motivated high school kids that like he said when i went back into coaching baseball nobody wanted these 14 or 15 16 17 year olds and they were ready to go to Connie Mac. Nobody wanted the team. I said, I haven't coached them since, for six, seven years. But I kind of realized that, uh, you know, these kids, they understood that I love baseball and, and the fundamentals. But what Jeff Minnick had here was the heat that he felt was growing up in Howell, Michigan, 15 minutes up the road, He'd run on the field and all his buddies would bust his balls, right? <laughs> yeah. They were all, they
1: were all up. When we <laughs> would play Howell here, It'd be. He, he was, all my friends would be standing down there because we used to go to the locker room over here. We'd come across and we'd run in the corner of the field and all my friends would be standing there hollering at me calling me a traitor and all <laughs> traitor. this stuff but uh it was great and i i do remember one particular day Howell was undefeated we were undefeated and uh we come out for warm-ups and we go in the lot back in the locker room and coach murray was giving his final instructions to the team before we came out and i got goosebumps my hair is crawling up the back of my neck and i was thinking to myself in that locker room as i'm watching them kids get ready for the game and their feet are tapping on the floor and they're all jacked up and i'm thinking to myself how fortunate am i that 30 years after i pulled those shoulder pads over my head for the last time i still have those same feelings on friday night sure and that not many guys get that that opportunity and I was very fortunate I worked my I worked damn hard to get that done yeah but uh but you know what uh I got her done and I was able to feel those feelings and uh there's nothing like taking your home your home field with that band and the crowd cheering and playing your fight song and
0: uh, my, my grandson plays out here for Mike Lawrence who played for Jeff he a Lawrence auto body in town Clint Kopenhaver's kids here, and he played for Michigan National Championship. His son's a really good player. My grandson, Austin Slazarzik, is on the team. And they, uh, it's, it's just fun. And you still get that, We come, I, I get excited when I come, almost like a Michigan football game. We have the same feel with that. Your heart starts pounding. We were down at Ohio State Michigan last year, when michigan thumped the buckeyes that was beautiful especially to be with with my son Uh, we enjoyed we we had so much fun down there together just one afternoon you and your son who's who enjoys it as much as you do that's great stuff eh, joe sure is no better game in the world than football remember the time i we we almost came to blows they had been coaching against Hartland right out here the night before on Friday night and
1: uh <laughs> I, let me, let I, me finish I, the story. We uh what we story? were beating Hartland and oh, uh yeah. and we needed we needed to get a first down. We were at midfield and we needed to get a first down to seal the seal the game. We ran a naked bootleg and they didn't cover the quarterback and he ran for a touchdown. And they call, he called it a Bush League play. Well, you know what? Tackle the quarterback, he wouldn't have scored. It
0: was, it was pretty funny. But uh, We didn't meet, meet each other. That was Friday night. Saturday, we were at the Notre Dame-Michigan game and met up and we had a little talk about it. It was, it was no big deal. You know, that's part of it though. Here's the thing. Even as a dad, my, my kids out on that field, I want them to win. You know, it's America. You go out there. You're well, nice if he spot. was
1: on a good team, he would have won.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Friday nights, uh, we all love them. And, you know, it's really one of the great traditions in, in Michigan and well, all over the country is Friday Night Lights. And that's Friday Night Lights, everybody gets uh, excited and it's one of the reasons uh you know uh i think jeff and i you know shared that love of the game and the love of competing at everything probably sitting here just they're doing it but i i've always i've loved jeff menick and for that i appreciate well, hopefully many more of these shows to come, and uh, thanks for thanks for coming on, Jeff.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Ron. It's about time I get one of those pickles, too. What, what pickles? <laughs> these are
0: the Jess Pickles. They're the G.D. Uh, pickles, and we, we make them, and they're the greatest pickles ever. They're,
1: you want to try one? I'll be the judge of that. Okay, yeah. okay. I've been wanting to be the judge of it for quite some time, but I, ne- I never get a chance. <laughs> Here's your chance. Now, this yeah. is going to be great. Yeah, you ready? Yep. There you go. Crunchy. What do you think? They're pretty good. I think they're all right. I just saw an episode of Andy Griffith when Aunt Bee's weren't quite that good. I don't think <laughs> no, these are the world's greatest pickles. They're, they're, they're pretty good, Ron.
0: I got to advertise. Everybody said you better advertise yeah. something. You're paying money I, for this I'm stuff. I'm glad so. Michelle does a great just, job with the pickles. Jess, <laughs> <laughs> I do the work. We made 60 quarts, and you know we give everyone away. I didn't even have a pickle last year. I had 60 quarts a year. And what's cool is we taught some of these coaches' kids from uh, Heartland this year how to make them. And my wife, Michelle, put it all together and uh, we showed them how so they can make their own pickles. Well, that's great. Coaching. Yep. I coached them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's really getting the most out of the jar right there.